Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds. So listen. A Raider in Fort Worth. The Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football BS. I'm the snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. Uh, we're also welcoming again back the Foose over here for our weekly segment, Foose Clues. I, I think I see what he's drinking over there. I think we're we're gonna start battling on on the beers over here. Man, he, I, he's drinking I, a, a dogfish. What is it? A hundred and twenty minute IPA and. Uh, it's it's about fifteen to eighteen percent or some shit like that. So <laughs> maybe the foos is tired of listening to me talk and talk shit about him and everything like that. That he's got to listen to my bullshit, so he's got to get a little little wasted as well during this segment. He's so, like, this will make it a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> yeah, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Man, I, I'm I, have to, I, I might have that. to I might have to jump in on this IPA train. Yeah, get off the the Michelob Ultras over here and <laughs> your two point five carb beers over here and, and and get on the just 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 throw it out, bro. Like, just uh, I, I feel it. I feel that, it. You know what? Twenty twenty is a trash can, and it's it's worth it's worth drinking heavier beer. <laughs> Go to four point five carbs, Brad. Why don't you tell Go us? Go to four point five. Why don't you tell us what you got going on? What are you drinking on there? Uh, I'm drinking a Galaxy Citra Hazy IPA from Jack Rabbit Brewing out of Sacramento, California. 7%. So it's it's half of what the Foos is drinking over here. So uh, I got some catching up to do. And while I do that, man, holy shit, Bryduck, there has been a lot of new injuries this week that we're going to have to cover I mean, jeez, just brand new injuries that have just keep continuing to go on. I mean, the Raiders, just like the Tonsil Hockey Titans, uh, are are possibly <laughs> facing a a loss of a giraffe pick. They're talking now. I mean, it's just been a lot of news. AB coming back, uh, Arians throwing throwing it out. But I sent you that that tweet, and and I wanted everyone to let you know uh, that Brian. Leftwich had a sounded like he had a big part of bringing AB onto that roster. Byron Leftwich, yeah, uh, sounds like you know Leftwich kind of looks looks to him as a or a uh, AB looks to Leftwich rather as a uh, a mentor. So sounds like there was a little bit of influence there, and then obviously the connection there with Tom. Um, but I don't know if you saw what what Bruce Arians actually said today. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty wild. I mean, it looks like Bruce Arians kind of doubling down. He's like, you know, don't bring that drama bullshit here because there's no you're gonna have no part in this locker room with that. So he's, you know, kind of doubling down with what he said, you know, back when people started rumoring a B to go to the Bucks and Arians was like, no, there's no room for that drama in my locker room. So yeah, it sounds like Arians, you know, kind of let him slide and they, they signed him, you know, obviously he's a talent, but uh, you know, I think Arians is being very cautious with this and, and sticking to, you know, kind of his guns, because if this backfires, I think he, he, he'll be able to say, well, it wasn't my idea. Yeah. I think he's, he's pu- putting it down, laying it down on record already that he didn't want him in the first place. He's a, setting expectations early that, and understandably, if it blows up, you know, it was Tom Brady that brought this guy in. It, 
<laughs> Tom Brady now has more say than Arians does in that in that team. Yeah, so. and and their playbook is entirely different from the first couple weeks to what it is today, or you know what it is this this last weekend. It looks like uh, a lot of Tom Brady's you know plays he was running back in in New England are starting to make it into the playbook. So. Um, I think Tom finally is getting into the ear of Arians and saying, no, hey, if you want to be successful, I'll show you what works. And, you know, I think at least they're they're collaborating there and it's making the Buccaneers look a, a lot more like what we expected, you know, early on. And that defense, again, that D-line is just underrated. They are just tearing teams apart. No, no rusher is... No running back has been able to to really put much of it against them, obviously. Yeah, with, but I mean, uh, let, 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 let me. Uh, let, I got a bone to pick here with the NFL. What kind of what kind of bullshit is it? Not even extending the Raiders game out for us. You know, the the Chiefs get a pass, they push their game out. The Patriots get a pass, they push their game out. The Bills, you know, every other team in the NFL is getting their teams pushed out. You know, to Monday or Tuesday. What do they do to the Raiders? Instead of playing Sunday night, we're going to make you play Sunday afternoon. We're not going to give you more time. We're going to give you less time to be prepared. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? I don't know. I, that's just, you know, to, to and to think we almost went into that game with five offensive linemen out is just, and they were going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Screw the Raiders. Yeah, a lot of people were like, how are they going to do this? You're supposed to carry eight. Well, technically, r- rules say differently. They technically could have played that game with five and not needing eight on their roster or whatever. But man, that would have that would have been nuts. I mean, it, it was crazy. I know we were talking about it that that whole entire week of what's going to happen. Even even Josh Jacobs even looked worse because yeah. of not having his O line like being able to to properly prepare an entire like, week a, of not being able to practice with these guys. I mean, it was just entirely that game was set up for failure from the beginning. You know, I already knew. I was like, oh, count that as an L right off the bat. We don't even need to play the game. You know, you're not going to allow an entire, you know, offensive line to practice all week and then just say, oh, Sunday, yeah, you guys can go out there and play now. Like, bullshit. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's insane. And before we we get Bryduck even more pissed and... COVID gate and Brady. COVID, COVID gate Brady. And uh, before he cracks open his 2.5 carb beer, everyone, let's have him <laughs> list out what we're going to be talking about this episode. All righty, all righty. We got Foose Clues coming in with the uh, the injury report. We're going to be covering uh, the, the listener mailbag, going over some Q&A there. Uh, and we'll also be going over our studs and duds for week eight. So uh, make sure to uh, stay tuned in for that. And if you're on social media, Instagram and YouTube, make sure you're following us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS and on all podcast platforms at Fantasy Football BS. Perfect, perfect. Boom, everyone. Let's let's jump into this. But again, let's not forget to shout out our, our sound engineer. <laughs> Perfect, everyone. Let, let's get right into this again. We are welcoming the Foose over here to, to talk about his Foose clues. He's always adding some new stuff and a little different than what we've done it the past two weeks. But everyone, I, I'm glad we, we have the Foose to, to come in here and so we can talk shit. He can talk shit back to us or whatever. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it up and welcome back, Foose, and, and hit us up, my man. What's up? That's right, gentlemen, it's the Foos, back at it again for another segment of Foos Clues. So before we dive in this week, I gotta, I gotta let you guys know, I got beef with both of you guys, alright? Are you guys ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Bryduck. Yes. I'm gonna start with Bryduck, cause uh, those, uh, those protein shakes got me, his, uh, his 2.5% beer mixing it with his protein shakes got me. Bryduck, <laughs> you picked up AB before dropping the pod last week and then you dropped the pod and immediately i i looked up as soon as you mentioned it last week i looked it up and you already had it <laughs> I, that's some bs man this that that is some fantasy football bs right there what do you I mean, have to he, say for yourself he did throw it up on on ig he threw it up on story he gave plenty of time he for everyone to look him. Look up our IG. <laughs> hey, I got the scoop, man. I got the scoop, and I had to go in and the, go in there for the swoop, you know. All right, so. all right. That is some fantasy football BS right there. <laughs> Moving on to the snowman. My 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 beef with you is about a debt that is owed. You know what debt I'm talking about, right? Oh shit! I I owe you some money for my team not uh my team not performing. 
Yes, uh, sir. Josh Allen had the worst game of his life. Actually, he had uh, a good game. He just didn't throw any touchdowns. I, I mean, they didn't score any touchdowns, period. They they kicked all field goals. 300 yards <laughs> passing. You should be checking your, your inbox right now. Uh, and and I believe some of the shit talking is probably going back to when uh, we put some money back in college. And I said a week, uh, excuse me, a daily reminder to call Foose over here to let me know that he owed me, I think it was like 10 bucks. And I was just like, you owe me 10 bucks. Like, and he was at ASU and I was calling him from Fresno on a daily at different times. And he was like, he started to avoid it, but I got smart, started doing it at different times. And he literally crumpled up the money and threw it at me the next time he saw me. So. Oh, that's so good. All right, fellas, let's get started with this injury report. We got Aaron Jones, such a great season last season, such a great season uh, for the most part this season. Uh, and now we got a mild calf sprain, uh, missed week seven. He is questionable. Do we think Aaron Jones is going to have more issues moving forward, or is he going to be right back at it this week? So this is one of those ones where I look at the team's success as being something that's kind of going to hold Aaron Jones out. So in my opinion, teams don't give a shit about fantasy football. They care about winning playoff games and going deep in the postseason. So if I am the Packers, I'm going to look at Aaron Jones. I'm going to say, hey, look, we're, we're rolling hot right now. Uh, no reason to rush you back. Uh, let's keep you on the shelf for another week and let Williams go out there, do his thing while you get another week of rest. Calf injuries could be interesting, man, because you could feel good. And then the first time you go out there to do that first burst, like where you would in, in a game, um, you know, you could feel something, you know, kind of twinge there and be like, oh, that doesn't quite feel right. So um, there could be some setbacks there. I, I would be very cautious if I'm an Aaron Jones owner and, and keeping him in my starting lineup going into Sunday. And I think you are exactly right because they already proved that with Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams was supposed to be good to go. They, the training staff held him out a one more week before he returned, even though Devontae Adams sent that cryptic tech or tweet or whatever saying that uh, apparently people know my my body better than I know my own body and everything like that. That's just proof right there that the Packers training staff is going to be very, very cautious with, with their stud players because they're, they're looking long-term, not these little short, short weeks that could end up hurting otherwise. So yeah, good point. Absolutely. And uh, Devonte Adams came back with a, with a huge performance this last week. So whatever he's doing, it's working for him. Let's move on here to Joe Mixon. This is a guy who, who is near and dear to my heart. I really thought he was going to be playing this week. Then it seemed like a game time decision and he was ruled out very late. Uh, he is, has a, the foot injury is considered day to day. He is still questionable. Do we think he's going to be back at it next week or should I be moving Joe Mixon to my bench and, and scrambling for options if I'm a Joe Mixon owner? I, I think you should be worried here. They, they've already said that they're going to treat this on a week to week basis, that they're not that he can definitely easily miss some time and miss a couple weeks. They're, they're going on a week to week basis this season, even like day to day or We'll see how he does the practice uh, today to see if he suits up tomorrow. It is like a week to week. Could be could be gone this week. But I, I think with the season the way it is for Cincinnati, with what their record is, this is kind of the opposite of the the Green Bay Packers where you're, you're doing so well that you're going to hold out a player where the Bengals are – not doing so well right with their with their record not that they don't have the talent so they're going to hold him out because they just re-signed him to a fat contract and don't want to injure him further going forward in his career you literally took the words out of my mouth snow i was gonna say yeah, so sh- i was just gonna yeah. say this is the opposite of the other man you're brilliant brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Or one of the one of the same mind. Get out of my head. You guys, you guys have been hanging out too much. Let's move on here. You guys are hanging out too much. Your studs and duds are probably going to be the same exact people this week. So let's move on here to Chris Carson. This is Seattle's running back. He's questionable. He left the the game mid game last week. Uh, he is listed as week to week here. Expected to potentially miss some time. Yeah, this is a uh, an interesting one, man. Especially if you start looking at this depth chart for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, 
everybody is injured on the on the Seahawks depth chart for their running backs. You've got Carson injured. You've got Penny injured. You've now got Hyde injured, dealing with a, a, a tight hammy, uh, yep. also with a shoulder injury that he was dealing with previous to that. So you've literally got a, a kid by the name of DJ Dallas. No, Rookie. that is not a joke. DJ Dallas, who likely may be getting the go this weekend. And if I'm looking on the waiver wire and I need a running back this week, um, this could be a kid that might have a huge week because there is literally nobody left on the depth chart, um, especially if Hyde doesn't play. Uh, I mean, so. they are playing SF, who has the second best rush defense, so they are tough. So, again, fantasy owners, if you pick him up, just just know if he doesn't perform, it's not because he's not gonna he's gonna get the volume. He's gonna get the production. He's gonna get the volume. Yeah, it's a division so, game. It's a tough game. I mean, those those Seahawks Niners games are fun to watch, man. I love I love watching those games. Of any of the NFC West games, I think the Seahawks Niners games are by far my favorite to watch. And if you if you honestly think about it, if you look at this Seattle offense with the running back, they're in the same situation they were at the end of last season, where they had to bring in Marshawn Lynch late in the season because they had nobody on their depth chart. Yeah. Everyone got injured. So uh, this is just something that Seattle overall needs to be worried about with Chris Carson because he suffered an injury last year. He's early on this, this year. year. Yeah. So injured it's, again it's, now. So it's, yeah. it's time to be very concerned. If I'm a Chris Carson owner, if when he does become healthy, quote unquote healthy, um, I'm selling. I'm getting rid of Chris Carson before a big injury comes on, and you're stuck going into playoffs without him. Um, Absolutely, you know, and 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 I, I I tend to do that with a lot of players that get injured. Um, as soon as they get healthy, I tend to I tend to try to trade them, um, just because I'm always afraid of re-injury. Um, you know, I like those Iron Man guys that you know never miss a snap, never miss a game, never miss a play. Those are the guys that I I love having on my roster. Um, so yeah, Chris Carson, very, very cautious this week. Absolutely. Interesting. Not great news for the Chris Carson owners out there, which I happen to subscribe to that group. So not <laughs> totally <laughs> thrilled about that, but we'll see how it goes. Let's finish off the discussion portion of the injury list here with another name that's been on and off this list. If you're owning this guy, you have been just super frustrated all year because he is potentially high volume, high high output, but has not been able to stay healthy. And that's Chris Godwin uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fractured finger, looking like he's going to miss week eight, maybe week nine. He is out for this week. If I own Chris Godwin, what am I doing right now, guys? Man, sell him. I feel bad for him. Yeah, sell him. I'm trying. I got him in my league. Everybody in my league is laughing at me right now because they've all gotten trade requests for me today (laughs) that had some form of Chris Godwin in it. Um, You know, not that it's just the thing, the the fact that it's a fractured finger, but it's also the fact you know you couple that with AB coming in the mix. Um, that already makes, you know, Evans and Godwin, you know, owners a little bit, you know, worried, you know, you start to wonder like, Oh, how's that going to dig into their production? Um, and Gronk and Brady have, have seemed to kind of click back up again. They're starting to so. come on now here. Yeah. So that's a great point too, with the, with the, with the Gronk coming in. So I don't know if I'm and Scotty Miller has become the new Julian Edelman for Tom Brady. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of. It's, it all of a sudden became a very crowded wide receiver core uh, to, to pass around. So I'd be not only just uh, – but, I, yeah, no, it's a great point to sell him because, again, sell – you could sell him high still because he's still – Name value. He is just – he's electric. And yeah. he's definitely – he's definitely a, a favorite compared to – Mike Evans for for, for sure, Brady, but yeah, Mike Evans I think is the third target now on that that offense. Absolutely, absolutely, boom. That rounds out the injury report. Let let's move on here to the listener mailbag. First time we've done this, we've gotten a few listener questions and we want to address those. Let's start with our boy Jason. 
talking about CMC. Got a couple of CMC questions here today. So Jason says, with CMC coming back, that is Christian McCarthy. For those who are uninitiated, do I trade Mike Davis now and get something in return before he becomes a handcuff or a backup? Or what do I do with Mike Davis? What are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, so with with Christian McCaffrey coming back, I mean, my my big fear is obviously for Mike Davis owners, and I am one. Um, but if if you go and you know, kind of take a, the look at the head coach's last statements, um, you know, he he said even when McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis has worked himself into being a part of this offense. Um, he's been you know doing really well in in McCaffrey's absence, so. If I'm a McCaffrey owner, that actually kind of makes me worried because you're hearing it coming from the head coach saying, you know, hey, Davis is going to be a part of this offense moving forward, even when CMC comes back. So especially early on. Yeah, especially early on. So, I mean, if you can trade Mike Davis right now, I think you do based off of the sole fact that when CMC comes back, he's the clear workhorse. I mean, he's, you know, arguably the best running back in the NFL. So, yeah. you know, he he's going to be the, the workhorse. But, you know, Mike Davis then becomes just a, a good backup slash handcuff to have on your team at that point. I don't think you can necessarily still start him once CMC is the starting running back again. Um, you know, you might, ha- you might have some good flex play in some deep leagues. Um, but in your traditional 10, 12 team leagues, um, you know, standard PPR type leagues, I, I don't think you're going to be putting Mike Davis in your starting lineup. And CMC owners, I mean, he, he's not playing this week. I mean, he, yeah. he had a red Jersey on, which means that he's a non-participant. Uh, and so he was able to kind of suit up, put a helmet on for a little bit and then put that red jersey on, put a baseball cap on, and, and was done. So, And it being a short week, he's not playing this week. So look for him for week nine. So you Davis owners, you still have some time to, to be able to, to sell him. And, and at least if you can't, at least capitalize on one more game with him. And, I, I mean, we'll talk about that later, but he, he'll definitely get some, some work uh, against Atlanta on Thursday night. Interesting stuff. Interesting situation out there uh, with CMC and Mike Davis. Let's move on to the second and, f- and final of our listener mailbag questions for today. This one today, this one comes out from Char out in Colorado. Char looking fly in Colorado. We see you, girl. She says, I already have CMC on IR, and now Mostert is on IR as well. I don't have two IR spots. Why don't I have two IR spots in this type of season? What should I do with this situation? What do we got for Shar? Yeah, I think most people definitely went with more IRs uh, this year. And uh, even in my other league, we were supposed to have four IRs. And we tr- and all of a sudden, it, Yahoo messed it up. And they didn't allow us to have four. And ended up having to go back and just go two. But uh, lucky for you, Shar, that... CMC is coming back next week in week nine. So you can definitely just move Moser to the IR and move CMC back onto your bench. Uh, you definitely do not want to drop Raheem Moser. I, I think that uh, that's someone that uh, even when he comes back, uh, there, there still should be some time in the in the fantasy season and, and he'll be good. And if you can just stash him on your IR, uh, you can definitely do that, but yeah, it's it's something that it's worth it's worth kind of looking into uh, of when you're looking originally at the settings that your commissioner sets up. You want to look at points. You want to look at how many bench spots you have, uh, what what type of roster types, uh, as well as IR types. So you you need to know all of this stuff going in, so that way you can plan ahead if you end up having two people. Like I, I mean, in my other league, I had three people get put on IR and after week one and so i had to decide who i wanted to drop and who i wanted to keep and i only have four bench spots in that league so yeah and this is this is really one of those situations where you're kind of just it's just one of those really unfortunate circumstances it's not one of those things that this is this would be typical to have you know two stud running backs who are going to get injured and placed on ir you know simultaneously um so you know 
like Snowman said, CMC comes back next week, so you, you really just have to roster Moster on your bench as an IR spot, you know, taking up that extra bench spot until next week, and then you can roll him into IR when CMC comes back. But great question because I actually had a similar question raised to me today with, you know, Ertz being on IR and with uh, – his other running back he had on his team, which was Eckler also being on IR. And, you know, he was kind of raising the same question to me, you know, who, how do, do I keep both of these guys? You know, I only have one IR spot. Do I, you know, continue to hold on to Ertz? Is he going to be valuable, you know, even when he comes back? Um, so a lot of times you're going to run into some of these situations where you're going to have to make that decision on whether or not it's worth rostering somebody and then start counting down the weeks. You know, when do you, when do your playoffs for your fantasy league start? You know, if someone's going on IR and, you know, a best case scenario, they're out four to six weeks timetable wise, where does that put you? You might be in the playoff, you know, you might be in the championship by then if you make it that far. So is it worth holding on to someone if you're fighting for a playoff spot? You know, you got to make that decision. It's really, it's really up to you to make that, that choice on whether or not, you know, you need to drop someone who's on IR because your quarterback's on by and you got to pick up a, a quarterback that week. You know, you got nothing. What else are you going to do? So um, it makes it tough. And when you have questions, just hit us up. Foos clues. Foos clues. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it, guys. That will do it for the listener mailbag this week, and that will do it for Foos clues this week. Please continue to send those listener questions. We have proven today that we will actually answer them, get to them on the air, and we will hook you up and help you win your league unless you are in our league, in which case Bryduck will already pick up the guys that he is recommending. (laughs) Appreciate it, fellas. I'm going to send it back to you. I love it. Oh, now, now you can just go finish uh, off that those beers over there from from Dogfish. But uh, let's take a, a quick pause here to to listen to our sponsored ad. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Baybreakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right. Again, thank you, the Foose over here. And, and thank you, Jason. And thank you, Char, for, for the questions. We definitely love it. Uh, definitely thank you. Keep them up. We'll definitely answer and give you guys a nice little shout out at the same time. Uh, jumping into Thursday night football. Uh, before that, excuse me, we, we got some buys that wanted to cover real quick. We got Washington, Arizona, Jacksonville, Houston, uh, some some bye weeks that uh, are going on. Hit us up with your bye questions. We can definitely uh, navigate you to, to help you with your rosters there. But going into Thursday night football, we have Atlanta versus Carolina. And, I mean, let, let's be real. The, the only reason I want to watch this game is to see how Atlanta fucks this one up. <laughs> <laughs> how, how they can go ahead by 21 and lose. And how you could just how you, How you could up. fall into the end zone when you're not supposed to. Gosh, Gurley, what an I mean, what idiot. an idiot, man. It's like I mean, I know Gurley fantasy football fans were like, Yeah, oh, hell yeah. They were like, shit, I don't care. <laughs> Good for him. Got the got the score. You got know. the score or whatever, but I mean it's gosh, what what an idiot yeah, that is. Just I mean, that's four games this year that the Falcons have lost by either just giving games away after being up by an obnoxious amount of points or just doing stupid, foolish stuff like that when you're, you know, just time management. It's just clock management. Just, you know, fall down. You don't don't go in the end zone. Don't give them an opportunity to get the ball back. You don't give them the ball back, they don't win the game. So yeah. just absolutely foolish. I put that somewhat on, on coaching right there. I mean, you got to make sure your players are informed. And Matt Ryan. You could you, tell you, he was informed. You can tell he just kind of lost momentum and tried to hold himself up and fell in. Because otherwise he wouldn't have held himself up. If he didn't know what he was trying to do, he wouldn't have tried to hold himself up there at the end. I think he yeah. just kind of got, you know, over momentum and just couldn't, couldn't fall down in time. Um, you realized too late that. It was he was he too close up. to the end zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I'm a little close, you know, and then just just a little a hair too far. So yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, unfortunately, and it it really is, it it really is. I mean, it's it's definitely Todd Gurley's having a hell of a se- hell hell of a season. 
Yeah, no, he he really is. I mean, he he's definitely proved that coming from, I mean, the Rams going to to Atlanta that you know what they're giving him the ball, they're feeding him like a, the workhorse he was with the Rams, and he's been able to take it. Yeah, he's got seven touchdowns right now, four hundred and eighty five yards on one hundred and twenty two carries. I mean, he's having a hell of a beginning of the season. You're only halfway, not even halfway through right now. So you know he puts up another fifteen yards. He's on pace for to break over a thousand this year. So yeah, good you for know, him for for a guy that a lot of people were kind of dismissing as being you know done um, because of those knee problems. So uh, you know, kudos to to Todd Gurley, and then you got you know Robbie Anderson who's having a surprising season this year too. He's already got yeah. six hundred and forty receiving yards this year. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean this. It- this isn't a guy shown once you once you leave the Jets what your fucking career could be. <laughs> well, it just shows how talented he was because he was he was putting up production with the Jets. You yeah, know, so exactly. if anything, when anybody does like slightly well with the Jets, you should be like, damn, this guy could actually be really good. <laughs> Which is why I got Jameson Crowder on my <laughs> on my bench because he actually does something good. He gets Fourteen to eighteen targets a game. Yeah, that poor guy's <laughs> whole career's been on shitty teams. So. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's used to it. Yeah, he's used to it. But we're that's why I'm expecting big things from Le'Veon Bell taking some shit away from Bryduck and Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. No, no chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. Go. Uh, I mean Calvin Ridley being wide receiver one this year. I I don't think anyone predicted that he would be the guy so far this year now obviously the season's not over and he, he's been a little injured but julio jones missing missing two games and but looked a little bit better he was i'd probably say he was probably about 80 percent this last week and he's still still dominated still got a ton of volume and he's been averaging what 25.7 points per game in, in his start so uh, good for you, Julio Jones. Now he, he's coming back, and if he stays healthy, he may finish up in the the top ranks like like we predicted. But jumping into two Sunday games, Brideck, who are some players, some some games that you're looking forward to watch? I it's a pretty good lineup this Sunday. Man, I think this is one of my favorite games, and it always goes back to kind of that. Uh, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Heinz Ward oh, yeah. days, and it's the uh, the Steelers versus the Ravens, and in a year where they're both actually doing really well, so this is yeah. going to be a fun game to watch. Um, you know, you have Lamar Jackson, who, in my opinion, is kind of having what we predicted that sophomore slump. He's yeah. you know he had that first initial half rookie season and then last year was his first real year and we said it before the season started you know watch out for Lamar Jackson having kind of that sophomore slumpish you know type season and you know if you go look at his passing yards he's not been doing much um no so I I think any production he's had fantasy wise has been on the ground yep exactly so I I think with Pittsburgh's defense playing as well as it has been and with Ben Big Ben coming back and just looking so just confident back there in the pocket um you know I look for the Steelers to have a have you know kind of a big day here um so I I think I think the Steelers roll and and I I say that with some confidence after seeing what they were able to do the Titans last weekend yeah I mean the Titans came a comeback uh at that first half I was like damn the Titans those tonsil tonsil hockey Titans over there are pretenders but uh, second half the titans came back and they took a push for it and they almost won and i mean thing i i'm a derrick henry owner so that definitely helped me out but that just kind of again proved how good the steelers are being six and oh the last undefeated team now facing a five and one baltimore ravens and if you look at those five wins by the ravens they haven't been ridiculously strong teams i mean they've they haven't played a a great amount of competition so far and now you're going against the Steelers who could be that could be that top team in the AFC right now yeah what do you think about Chase Claypool kind of you know rolling a dud out there last weekend I think Deontay Johnson takes a lot from that I think when Deontay Johnson is in the lineup he's he's Big Ben's dude and Big Ben loves that guy and and takes a lot and when Deontay Johnson has been out of games chase claypool has just been 
ridiculous. Yeah, it's also, so strange because Claypool, he seems like the best wide receiver on that team. Oh, 100%. But he's just not being schemed in when Johnson's in the mix and then Juju, for some reason, still kind of in that, you know, lead wide receiver role out there. Um, you know, it's just been it's been strange to watch, you know, kind of how that unfolds when those three are, are all healthy and on the field. No, I, 100%. 100% and, and it's, it's kind of scary to look if you're a Chase Claypool owner because – you want to see him schemed in with Deontay Johnson. There should be no reason he shouldn't be schemed in because uh, if, if you can, that's going to open up Juju. That's going to open up Deontay Johnson even more. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know, understand why they haven't been able to, to scheme him in with Deontay Johnson, but Chase Claypool is a talent for sure. Again, the Steelers know how to pick those wide receivers, but that that's a good point. Yeah, That's a good point. Uh, I mean, Obviously, the the Chargers in, in Denver, that's going to be, I mean, not a huge, huge game, obviously, for, for fantasy outcome because there's not really a ton out there. But I just really want to know your thoughts on if, if Herbert is going to be able to continue what he's doing. I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, right? he I mean, is averaging 29.95 points per game the last three weeks. He has just been I mean, incredible. Incredible. And we said it weeks ago when we put him on our waiver wire out of the week, uh, you know, that this kid was doing some things kind of quietly those first couple weeks and no one was really paying attention to him. And he's been able to roll him off week after week after week. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Herbert can keep it up. I mean, it's it's great for uh, all of the Keenan Allen owners out there. And, yeah. you know, Eckler is starting to kind of come up on that timetable of, you know, when he was supposed to be coming off of IR. So, you know, I don't know if he's getting quite there. If you, if you heard what the co- the head coach was saying yesterday, um, that Eckler is not even close. Um, yeah. So I, I think it could be probably a few more weeks there. But, uh, you know, if they don't have a running game, they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. You know, and if he can keep this pace up, you could be looking at the offensive rookie of the year. I oh, mean, for sure, yeah. If he keeps this up, a hundred percent, he's going to be offensive rookie of the year. Surprisingly, not, too. It's surprising. I mean, he's not playing schlubs. I mean, they played KC, Tampa Bay, the Saints. I mean, he's putting up numbers against all three of those teams. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent a a. I was a doubter in him from the get-go. I was like, Me oh, too. this kid's going to be a bust, you know. And right now he's uh, definitely silenced me and I think silenced a lot of critics because a lot of people when the Chargers took him uh, with that selection in the top ten were, were kind of, you know, like, what are they doing? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, right now they look very smart making that choice. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And in New England versus Buffalo, I just really – what the hell is going on with Buffalo, man? I mean, Josh Allen, the last three, has not been able to put up 20 points. They had zero touchdowns against the fucking Jets. Six field goals. And the last the last three games, I, I, I was looking this up, they've had four touchdowns and eight field goals in the last three games. I mean... What is going on with Buffalo? Yeah, they need a big bounce back game um, to kind of, you know, put some confidence back into people. Because, you know, early on there, you had people who were just saying, you know, Allen's going to be the MVP and Buffalo's going to run the table on the, you know, in the AFC. Uh, and right now, after, you know, the, the last three games that they've played, uh, I think a lot of people are kind of like, uh, you know, hey, let's let's put a pause to that. But here's what I will say about Buffalo. They always seem to get better when it gets colder. And as we start approaching the winter months where, you know, they're used to playing in the cold and other teams aren't, that seems to be when they kind of take advantage. Uh, so, you know, I think they're going to get hot at the right time. I think that they're getting cool, like kind of cooling down at the right time so that they can ramp it back up. Um, plus with the COVID stuff that was going on, I think when that happens to teams, it really sets your momentum back, especially when you're rolling the way that they were, you know, when you're rolling the way that you were, and then you're kind of put off of your schedule and put off of your routine, it really does throw everything off. Um, so I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, and I think, I think Devin Singletary, 
not being able to, even with, with Zach Moss out, not being able to just put up good rushing games. Just everyone's hinkering down on on Allen. Just a lot of rush. He's getting hit a lot more. He's getting a lot more pressure on him. He's just kind of And that's why we were saying Le'Veon Bell would have been so great for the Bills. Why yes. the hell did Le'Veon Bell go to the Chiefs? I... I, I, I mean, if I am Le'Veon Bell right now, I am so frustrated because you just put me on the Chiefs, and then the kid goes for a buck sixty. You ain't never gonna see the field, Bell. You ain't never gonna see the field, man. Hey, they, they go pick you up, had, and the kid rushes for hundred and sixty. You think you're gonna get playing time? No. Hey, this this last week, what six I carries? Mean, what do you have? Seven nine. carries. Oh, nine he carries. Had, okay. Two. Clyde, he had nine touches to Clyde Edwards Hilaire's eleven. Yeah, but so, that game flow just didn't go in the in the way of running the ball. They just took off throwing, and it just never it never really got into a running attack. I mean, I, I will say the Broncos took a pause in my. They're on a. They're gonna be rolling theory. So they they they, they a little they hiccup. The car a little hiccup. Just a little hiccup. I, little I, I blame hiccup. it on the snow. <laughs> blame it on the <laughs> snow. I blame it on the snow. KC's used to playing in the snow. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, th- those will be some good games, though. How about Monday Night Football? What do we got going into Monday night? Tampa Bay versus the Giants. Now, this is actually my survivor pick. I'm, I'm thinking about going with Tampa Bay over the Giants. Tom Brady and that offense just seem to be rolling and clicking right now, and that defense just also <laughs> seems to, to be You're going to go with Tom Brady's kryptonite in the Survivor League. I like yeah. it. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I still have till Sunday, but I mean. If there's one team that can surprise Tom Brady when Tom Brady is sure surely to win a game, it's the New York Giants. <laughs> no, they don't got Eli. I mean, so I mean, I, obviously I, at for Survivor League, yeah, I think I think the Bucks should should roll and and pretty easily. I think the Bucks are are looking pretty hot at the right time. Um, things are starting to click, and you know, I think that with the Giants hurting in a lot of positions, a lot of injuries. Um, you know they're kind of looking to ship players out of there before the trade deadline. Uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of rumors coming out of the Giants camp right now. So I think that they're in a, a, a whole rebuilding phase over there, and I think the Bucks go in and just kind of kind of crush them. What about uh, Fournette out snapping Ronald Jones? Yeah, I was just talking to my buddy and I was telling him, I was like, there's four teams I want nothing to do with when it comes to running backs, the Bucks, the Jets, the Patriots and the Niners. And reason being is that there's just the, the running back field is just too deep and it's too muddy and I, I, what about the Rams and the Ravens? Yeah, the Rams. Well, yeah, I said the Ravens. Didn't I say the Ravens? Th- I thought I said I, the Ravens, but yeah, the Rams. I blacked out the, for a the Rams too. They're they're another one. But yeah, <laughs> For sure, with Fournette and and Jones, if I'm a a Jones owner or a Fournette owner, and I was a Fournette owner, and I shipped him out real quick, um, if I'm a Ronald Jones owner, I'm trading him because, like I just said, if if Fournette's healthy and you have to do this split running back committee to where each week Arians is going to feature one guy over the other, and you're kind of doing this guessing thing every week, um, you know that's a that's a fantasy owner's nightmare right there. Absolutely, Arian, stop fucking with my shit over here. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, Shanahan last week with uh, Jarek McKinnon. I'm like, oh yeah, Jarek McKinnon, <laughs> one of my weekly studs, and then he gets like negative points, and then Shanahan comes out and he's like, oh yeah, I only gave him three carries. The whole plan was to rest him the whole week, and it's like, oh hey, thanks, dickhead. That's something the rest of us <laughs> fantasy owners would have loved to have known, you know. So here, oh, my, here I am listening to McKinnon as my stud of the week, and then freaking Shanahan in the background's like, yeah, he's not even gonna fucking play this week good luck with that one my mom being a Niners fan being her first year with fantasy is is finally on that train of like hating head coaches oh for their man decisions. it's and she's like what so frustrating doing? Yeah, it's so <laughs> frustrating man because it's like I went from second place to fifth because stupid Shanahan didn't fucking play McKinnon things that would have been better if brought to my attention yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but that, I mean that's kind of just a, a perfect segue into our our studs and duds. And man, we really do need to come up with some 
some sort of tiebreaker. Some because... sort of formula or something. Because we are just I mean, going tie we... after tie after tie. So what's the what's what's our re- what's our record now? What are we sitting at? Four uh, four zero oh and four. Yeah, four zero oh and four. So I'm four zero oh and four. four. Yeah, you're you're four zero oh and four. I'm zero oh four and four. Goodness gracious. Well, at least I still got four wins up on you, but this is not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean we i think we were doing the math uh yesterday and i was like man i've been kind of on a cold streak lately you know i think it all started when i was bragging about going nine in a row uh you know without missing on any and then all of a sudden it was just like yeah it's been cold ever since um you know the the likelihood of of getting some of these right is like a 10 percent chance um so it's it's pretty ugly uh, when you, I when mean, you think of the odds honestly, you're, you're pretty safe right now to say that one of my duds that I pick will have just COVID. a fucking ridiculous game. No, just a <laughs> oh, yeah. ridiculous game over here. I mean, Joe Mixon, it started with Joe Mixon, was supposed to get, I think it was like 12 points. He didn't score like nine for, for the whole entire season. Picked him as a dud. He scored fucking 48 points. Uh, Tyler Lockett just out of schemed out of the game plan for weeks now with DK Metcalf just taking over the role. Now another Tyler Lockett just scores fucking three touchdowns out of his fucking ass over here. So, I mean, obviously a little bitter that my duds uh, are are like that. But going into your duds of the week, Braddock, who do you who do you have as your first did? My first dud of the week. And before I jump into the duds, I just noticed like a really weird trend here with my studs of the week. Um, I'm looking through and I have not hit one wide receiver stud of the week the entire year of any of my weeks that I selected a wide receiver as a stud of the week. I've never hit. I got to change that. And that's going to happen this week when I get to my studs. But starting off with duds, guys, starting off with duds. We've got first dud being Miles Sanders going up against the Cowboys. So I know what you're thinking. Cowboys are fucking terrible. And Mike Nolan should have been fired yesterday. But here's my reasoning. Miles Sanders is coming off an injury. And I think with the way that Scott's been playing, there's no reason to bring Sanders in there and rush him in and give him, you know, the lion's share of carries his first week back. So... I think not when they're in first place right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, neither here nor there. And that's kind of a terrible team to, uh, you know, be in first place. But that's kind of the, the, that's that division for you. Right. So uh, next up, I'm going to have Dalvin Cook as my next dud of the week. And Dalvin Cook's projected to put up 17.97 points against the divisional rival opponent in the Green Bay Packers. I think that this is going to be a really tough game. Uh, Packers have been playing really, really good football, and I don't anticipate Dalvin Cook having that type of opportunity because, let's face it, nobody's afraid of Kirk Cousins throwing on him. So all they're going to do is stack the box on Dalvin Cook, and he's not going to get any of those big chunk plays. They're going to keep everything in front of him, and, you know, I think if if Dalvin Cook has any success in this game, it's going to be in the passing game out of the backfield. He's not going to be running the ball on the Packers. My third dud of the week is going to be on the other side of the, the field there with Aaron Jones. So same reasoning. Vikings have a, a pretty good front, um, you know, and Aaron Jones is projected to put up 19.41 points. So that's a lot of points to put up um, this week against a, a divisional opponent. And, you know, these are usually those slugfest games that stay low scoring. And I, I, I'm not anticipating a ton of points in this one for Aaron Jones to get up to damn near 20 points. So that's my three duds of the week. That there you go, there you go, and uh, well, that that's a good one. I, the Foo said suggested that the tiebreaker should be the absolute value, uh, plus or minus on the studs and duds. Uh, that would require us to do math. And uh, you lost me I, I an absolute know value. How smart Bryduck is over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll discuss that one off. Is that the things? Uh, <laughs> we'll take this one offline, people. We'll take this one offline. You'll, you'll have to explain uh, this to me. You'll have, you guys are you'll have to explain this to me later. <laughs> you 
guys are worthless. Uh, my first dud is C.D. Lamb. And just like we were saying earlier, I actually was thinking about Mike Evans until the, the Chris Godwin uh, came in and was out. If Godwin was playing, I, I would have chose uh, Mike Evans. But C.D. Lamb just is supposed to have 13.02 points. Now, it's not like he's averaging. He, he's up there. I mean, he's, he's doing – he's having a good season. But, I mean, last week when – Danucci came in. He only ended up with 0.10 points. So uh, I don't see CeeDee Lamb having uh, a great game. I think, again, they're going to try to get Zeke the ball. And I Philly just, Philly's D-line is, is looking not too shabby if, if they have a good part of that team. I don't know if they really do, but I just don't see Dallas. Uh, the quit I can already see in that offensive line, I just don't know if I, I see cd lamb producing 13 points so next dud is uh Devontae parker now he's coming he's had some some hamstring issues uh already and uh with tua making his first start i'm i'm sure they'll try to try to get him involved but again Devontae parker's going against the rams and he's going to be going up against jalen ramsey so uh, i think jalen ramsey will be able to lock that down and Devontae parker I don't see getting the the 15 points. And the last one of my duds is Devin Singletary. Now, Devin Singletary has had three downward games the last three games. I mean, he's only averaging 3.8 yards per carry, making him one of the least effective backs in the NFL. And even though they're playing... New England and New England's garbage this year. Their defense is struggling the last couple weeks, and the Niners put up over 30. Even the my rolling Broncos ended up uh, putting up some points against them as well. Uh, I just still, Devin Singletary has not shown enough to be able to to warrant me to, to think he's going to go past his 14 points. Uh, going into your studs, Bryduck, who do you have as your studs? My studs of the week. Number one, I've got James Conner. So James Conner going up against a divisional opponent in the Ravens. We kind of touched on that game a, a little bit ago. Um, I think the Steelers are, you know, playing really well right now. And James Conner just feels like this is going to be one of those games that it's going to be one of those ground and pound type games. And I think James Conner is going to see a lot of opportunity in this one. Um, and his he's also been pretty effective in the passing game. Um, so look to James Conner to you know, definitely go above that projection of 13.87 points. I think that that's pretty low if you look at what he's been able to produce this season um and if you look at the the ravens defense this year you know they they haven't been that defense of past you know they they're they've been letting up a lot on the on the ground um but it is one of those uh games that you know is going to be tight so i think it is uh it is it is an opportunity for James Conner to go big here. Um, there you go. Jarvis Landry, my second stud of the week. So you got Odell Beckham going out with the ACL injury. Huge. I mean, Jarvis Landry, we, we said it from the beginning. We kind of feel that Landry and Mayfield already have that better connection as it was. We always kind of felt like they were forcing the ball to OBJ just because they had that big name that they had to feed. Um I think now what you're going to see is is kind of more of a uh, a connection that seems you know like it fits with Landry and Mayfield and him only being projected to put up 12.05 points against the Raiders is laughable. It is absolutely laughable. I think Landry goes off in this game. Um, so Jarvis Landry look to look to Landry to have a very very big game. Third up, I've got DJ Dallas. So we were kind of touching on this one earlier. 
Um, he's only projected to put up 3.63 points right now. I think that's going to change, obviously, depending on what happens with Hyde going into this weekend. Um, but with Hyde, you know, dealing with the hamstring injury, I think DJ Dallas, if he gets the go, is going to have a huge week. So if if you're looking for a, a, a one-week flyer, you know, maybe you need to stream someone for a bye week this week, um, go scoop DJ Dallas up if, if he gets the, the nod this weekend. No, no, good, good one. And I know you were talking shit a couple weeks ago about uh, me picking those single digit people over here. And so now, now you got DJ Dallas. And hey, hey, you went deep into this, this one. This is going to hey. be a guy that's going to be starting, though. I'm not picking third stringers. <laughs> hey, hey, Tim Patrick would have covered if he if they didn't have to postpone. He would have covered. <laughs> Although I think he probably still covered against the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> He would have covered. My first. I think this is going to be a good one. Is going to be Aaron Jones, uh, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Jones. Uh, You give Aaron Jones your dud, which I think is a good pick. I'm going Aaron Rodgers as my first dud. Twenty point five two. I mean, he put up thirty points easily against Minnesota in Week One, and I know that's Week One, but. He, Aaron Rodgers is is something about him this year that is just he's got a little fire lit up his ass and he does. he's just starting he does. to he's gosh he's killing it he's having a great season so so good for him and hopefully he continues to to do that this week and I I read the benefits and and on the studs and duds um, my second stud is Cole Beasley I was just talking shit about a single digit pick here. Uh, I have a single-digit pick of 9.88. I I still can't believe Cole Beasley. I mean, I'm glad. I It's going to be two weeks in a row that he's projected the same exact score at 9.88. It is just unbelievable that Cole Beasley is killing it this year, and his averages don't increase. I, I don't know if there's something wrong with, with what's going on, but he's had double-digit numbers all but one game this year. They're like, he's a little white guy. There's no chance he keeps this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's playing New England. New England doesn't really have a ton of players on defense that are going to be able to stack up. I think they'll obviously put Gilmore against Diggs, and that could lock down Diggs and open up Cole Beasley, who had uh, over 110 yards last week, which, again, people, we've been telling you to pick him up uh, as a waiver wire because he's averaging over 12 points a game right now and that's not not too shabby to to have for for some depth on your bench and a person that you can throw in there and and play versus matchups and my last one is travis what is what is this fulgham 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 Fulgham! don't don't disqualify me for not being able to pronounce my studs names (laughs) over here i get Run the, catch run the, the Google here. Translate on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, he, he's got 34 targets in three games, 21 receptions in th- 300 yards, and two touchdowns in three games. So he is by far the one that's receiving all the targets without Ertz or Goddard. And Dallas's defense is garbage. I mean, it, Dallas's defense is just the epitome of what 2020 is for life mike mike nolan may never work in the nfl again he he shouldn't he may never work in the nfl again he he absolutely shouldn't and after he's fired send me something over here that he they are absolutely a dumpster fire i mean mike nolan is i mean keep it up keep it up at least this week mike nolan so i can get another stud but travis is projected to have 15.48 points which kind of high i i get it i get it but i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna take a little risk there and uh i i think he'll cover that and bright up just to let you know make sure you have a a, an alternate in case miles sanders is is out this week if miles sanders yeah i think uh with a lot of my my duds this week i'm gonna need some alternates 
kind of in the mix there. So I'm, I'll, I'll come up with some alternates there. Uh, just so don't go to the casino just and, in case. and drink your life away and forget that you should have an alternate like you did last week. <laughs> I know that was so funny when you texted me. You're like, uh, yeah. So your player um, that you chose, you never chose an alternate, and I was like, yeah, I'm still drunk. So <laughs> let's just chalk that one up to a loss. <laughs> how how many 2.5 carb beers does it take? Man, I was I was I was drinking Terramana tequila by the rock. That's my oh my god man. That's my drink of choice. It's uh, it's actually zero carb, zero sugar, and it is gluten free. It's the healthiest tequila on the market by Terramana. I'm gonna shoot out the rock uh, our our episode so he can give us a, a shout out. You know, there we go. But Terramana ter- is my tequila of choice. Sponsor it's actually us. just air. It's actually just air. It actually doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you said Perfect when you were timing. drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that so didn't happen per- perfect timing just finished my beer i know the food's over here is almost done as well bright up hit us up with those closing remarks all righty guys on social media instagram youtube follow us at fantasy football bs on twitter at fantasy fbbs um make sure you guys are you know hitting us up with the hashtag foos clues i just want to throw that out there as a reminder um q a we we love it i mean today literally uh, snow you were hitting me up you're like man what is going on in our dms today it was incredible i mean we were just blowing up so keep them coming i know when we dropped those those waiver wire ads of the week is usually when we're the the busiest so you know make sure that you're following us so you can see those waiver wire picks uh and then on all podcast platforms make sure you guys are uh subscribing and liking our channel at fantasy football bs uh next week we'll be doing foos's uh foos clues again uh going over those injury reports the q a segment and then also our studs and duds of the week and as always thank you to our sponsors air care heating and cooling and the Bay Breakers, Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. As always, guys, thanks a lot. Peace out.